or you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair with the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly and Bergie. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am, of course, your host, Molly Ambergie. Uh, we are back this week to interview the wonderful, the famous Andy <laughs> Hamilton. Hey! Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Oh, yeah, no. Well, I uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, a lot of people who are probably watching this are very familiar with St. Louis comedy, but uh, Andy Hamilton and I both do comedy here in the wonderful city of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Andy, I always used to do this earlier on in the podcast, which I'm sure you remember because Andy has, uh, I say this like he's not sitting right next to me, but Andy has been a fellow guest ever since the beginnings of Casually Molly. Uh, you were in the basement. This the... might be my third time. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. Wow, I feel, I just realized that. I feel so honored. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Here, cheers to that. I know, cheers. sorry, Monk, we're clinking our things, but <laughs> it's the sound effect for those of you who are listening. Uh, we don't mean to clink anything in the microphones. It's just that we got to cheer. We got to celebrate after uh, the crazy year of 2020 we've been having. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but you. I uh... wish I would have brought alcohol now. But... Oh, it's all right. Wait, what are you drinking? What's your orange uh, drink? I just, I'm pretty spontaneous. So yeah. I, I saw a Mountain Dew Livewire at the gas station. And I just bought it. And, and you were like, yeah. uh, this is me living life on the edge. Yeah, I got pretty a much. Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. You know, it's one of those things you see at the store. And like, I haven't had this in a couple of years. I'm like, Try it. Needs. I need a. I need a spark. Live wire. So All I right. It. Yeah. I was about so. to say. Um, I'm really living life on the edge because I have uh, water on ice. It's a really good cocktail. <laughs> uh, everybody should try it sometime. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I definitely could have brought. If I was thinking ahead, I could have brought some some whiskey or bourbon or you know Maker's Mark or. Something. Well, it's not like we don't live close to each other. Yeah, so. yeah. We can we can do that later this week. I was so. about to say you can always just pop over to our house. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's what we do. Well, I remember in the earlier podcast that we've had, I used to be like, so how did we meet? But then, of course, like as you grow and continue to interview people, uh, you don't always like have people that you met unless you interview them. But Andy and I, I think I first met you because our mutual friend, Kate Barton, who's also a St. Louis comedian, mm -hmm. we were at the improv shop, I think, just hanging out at the bar. And she was like, hey, Molly, this is Andy. Andy, this is Molly. And so I kind of just got thrown into <laughs> talking to you. And yeah. I was just like... Uh, hi, what's up? And then we've been friends basically ever since. <laughs> ever since that encounter. Yeah, I yeah, I remember talking to Kate and then she's like, this is my friend Molly, bye. <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly like, what Molly. happened. What's going on? And I was like, and then, you know, somebody I've never seen before, I'm like, are you from here? And you're like, I'm from Cincinnati and this and that. And I don't yeah. know, I wasn't sure how long you'd been in St. Louis, but, you know, found yeah. that out later, so... Good times at the improv shop. Yeah. I hope they come back soon. And... Well, I know their bar is open now, so that's kind of cool. We'll have to pop in there and just <laughs> and recreate <laughs> this story, except now we're friends, I guess, to. going. <laughs> well, what was that, three years ago now? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, three or four, like maybe four now because it's four. 2021. Yeah. So that's crazy. Isn't okay. that crazy to think about? We're like, uh... yeah. <laughs> Um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the show that you have coming up. Monk, whenever you're ready, if you'd like to present the flyer for us, and Andy can tell us a little bit about it for those watching on YouTube or yeah. Facebook. Woo woo! Look at that fancy flyer. Yes, absolutely. We're doing a little Vanna White over here. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Oh, see, you're doing I'm trying. You better. I, yeah. The reverse. <laughs> I, I can't get the hand. Um, yeah, so I can talk about this for a second. Yeah. Um, I guess before I present the lineup uh the last O'Fallon Out Loud show that we did was actually July of 2020 so it's been almost a year and I wanted to do one back in November but COVID was going crazy and we had to we had to cancel it unfortunately but we're back um we got a great lineup Saturday July 17th at Rendezvous Cafe in O'Fallon Missouri Scott James is headlining and we're also going to have Reggie Edwards, AKA the goat, who's been a guest of yours and also Philip Cornell. Um, so we got a good lineup. And uh, if you've never been to Rendezvous, it's a really awesome place. Um, it's a wine bar 
and cafe. So they got a ton, ton of different wines, a big selection of bourbons and whiskey, also a pretty good selection of beer, like Schlafly and um, just four hands, local stuff like that. And so when you combine that with a good comedy show and for only $10 a ticket, uh, it's a pretty good time. Uh, the It's not a big place. We only sell about 50 tickets. So I always tell people, you know, seating is, is limited. So uh, get your ticket. You got about, you know, three, three and a half weeks to get your tickets. So um, be sure to call the system we have right now. You call the cafe at 636-281-2233 and the flyer, you know, we have the flyer posted up right now. So yeah. just give them a call. Say I want two, two spots to the show and they'll put your name down and simple as that. And uh, what's kind of cool, you know, Andy kind of highlighted this a little bit, but you see uh, the great headshot of the great Scott James, who has been on this podcast. <laughs> In fact, your whole lineup, Reggie Edwards, uh, Reggie the Goat Edwards, and Philip Cornell. So uh, if you want to check out their episodes, they've all been featured on Casually Molly, and you can get to know them a little bit better, Andy included, Absolutely. before you go buy your tickets to see uh, the O'Fallon Out Loud show. Uh, speaking of O'Fallon Out Loud... Andy's been on this episode a couple, or this episode, this podcast a few times to talk about O'Fallon Out Loud, but for those of you who are just tuning in, why don't you tell us just a brief uh, storyline as to how O'Fallon Out Loud came to be and how you were the producer of it? Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, <clears throat> so back in, it's hard to believe I've been producing this show for five years now, exactly, because uh, the, so this show itself, O'Fallon Out Loud, has actually been going on for like, think since 2012 actually it's so like oh wow nine years uh, a gentleman by the name of sean arredondo who a lot of people know still yes. in the st louis scene um he started the show in o'fallon and he uh he moved to california in 2016 and asked me i think he asked me around january of that year if i wanted to take over and i was only like a year into comedy i didn't really even know what i was doing and, and i was like sure you know sounds sounds like fun and you know, to give me an opportunity to just get more stage time and start hosting and and things like that. And um, so I worked with him for a couple of months. Just he kind of showed me the ropes, and then I took over full time in June of 2016. And um, I'd say the first couple of years, I just felt like an obligation to try to do it monthly. But over time, I learned, you know, to just kind of um, just pick the the dates that I felt were the best to produce a show. I didn't really uh, I don't know why I felt like that, maybe just because he did that, but uh, after the first year, I was like, you know, I probably, the show would be better if, you know, you keep keep the audience wanting more, and maybe you skip a month, and people are like, oh, you know, we're ready to come back to a show, which I hope is the case now, it's been a year, yeah. so. Um, so, I don't know, I've been, right now, I try to do, in a normal year, like back in, uh, like, 2019, I probably did, like, seven or eight shows, so not 12, but, um you know, obviously the summer months are pretty tough with comedy and uh, different holidays, trying to work around holidays and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, just to, to summarize, you know, I've been doing it about five years and I just try to bring really good headliners. We do it club style. So I have headliners not only from St. Louis, but I've had Tim Northern from Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I've had James Johan from, uh, from Kansas City area mm -hmm. and uh, a few others. So Try to have a headliner, your feature, a little guest spot, and uh, yours truly always hosts up top. So you get to see four comics every single show, and um, we try. I try not to make the shows too long. Um, I usually try to do about an hour, twenty minutes or so. I always feel like that's the best. Yeah. Hour and twenty, hour and a half. I think once you get over an hour and a half, um, you know, the audience. Like I said, you kind of want to leave them wanting more, not leave them. Uh, restless or anything so um just try to put from start to finish try to put together a good product because obviously my name's on it and oh of course. Know, yeah. And yeah, these, yeah 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 and i just i just try to pick um i'm all for giving people opportunities for sure but i also try to pick the best of the best as far as headlining and featuring sure um and just you know i like when people come after come up to us after the show like wow you know i've never seen this guy or, or, or this girl before and uh, you know they the last comics were where else they perform and mm -hmm. you know hey when's the next show and oh this is great we got to see somebody different and um, it's nice to have repeats like I've had 
uh, Chris Sear on. I've had Scott James, I think, has actually done the show more than anybody. Yeah, Chris just, Sear, <laughs> Scott James, all great JC, St. Louis comedians. JC Sabala. Yeah, we just um, had him on. JC's great. Yeah. Yeah, but um, there's also, I have a lot of names uh, in my head right now, such as Molly Ambergy that I haven't booked yet for O'Fallon Out Loud. So stay tuned for, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, all right. <laughs> hey, I'll take a booking. Why not? <laughs> That's all right. And um, we're not going to be friends anymore because I haven't been on the show. <laughs> I mean, obviously we haven't. <laughs> but well, I could, I could, I could probably name 10 comics off the top of my head that I haven't booked. Like, oh man, I'd love to have this comic or that comic at my show. But like I said, when you're just doing it once a month or once every couple months, you can only book so many people. Well, so. that's what I like about, well, so I think this happens a lot. And especially if you're really invested in producing things, like I, I understand production because um, for those of you just tuning in or people that know me personally, I'll just explain the whole story again. Um, I was a theater major. I've been in you know theater basically my whole life and in dance and then uh, for five years, I just ran like a little sole, propr a sole proprietor company called Good People Theater. And I ran that for five oh, years okay. and I took plays to Chicago. I did plays here. I did plays in Cincinnati, Kentucky, just like basically in the Midwest. Um, mm -hmm. And then eventually comedy kind of takes over. But why I bring this up is because you and then you're really good friends with my boyfriend, Jimmy Day, as well. We'll go out to Cooper's, <laughs> which is a cute little like sports bar up the street from where we all live. And... Uh, What'll good, happen good a lot. Yeah, yeah. Good plug <laughs> if Cooper's not sponsored, but hey, if you think about it. Uh, so, no, great food. Uh, for a sports bar, I got to tell you, that buffalo chicken wrap is our favorite meal. Like, Jimmy's like, you guys need to switch it up. And Andy and I are I like... I have been. Yeah, well, okay. Well, so Andy has <laughs> stepped up his game from the buffalo chicken wrap. But you know what? I just went to wings instead. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> so true. The wings are wrap. pretty good. If you like meat, uh, the wings, I got to say, they have they have some pretty good wings there. And I'm not a huge wing person, but I do support <laughs> the wings at Cooper's. Uh, but why I say that is we'll get un like into deep discussions about production and putting things together. And what I love about you, and I think that's why you and I... I always kind of feel like you're the guy version of me in a sense. Like we both get along really well with people. Like we both, you know what I mean though? Okay. Like, but you're like, I don't know. Not <laughs> no, exactly. I, I get what you're saying. You know Go what ahead. I mean yeah. though? Yeah. Like, and I feel like you have production wise, the same thoughts as me on stuff. What I see when you talk about producing things is obviously you want to make a great show, but I feel like you bringing a show, especially to uh, rendezvous cafe, which is not necessarily a club venue, but you run a professional show in a different venue to bring that kind of work to a community setting. Uh, do you, how do you feel about like kind of building that community there where somewhere in O'Fallon, if they haven't seen comedy before, you're kind of bringing that first to mind? Yeah, um, there's, you know, obviously um, <clears throat> there's a, a good club, club in O'Fallon as well now, but back when I right. took over in 2016, it was, you know, there wasn't anything in St. Charles County at all, mm -hmm. let alone O'Fallon. So. I liked when when I saw what Sean was doing. I liked the idea of uh, bringing comedy to a smaller town. And to me, and just based on what people tell me after the show, you know, it works. It's a really good date night for people that have kids, and it's it's a wine bar as we mentioned. So um, a lot of it's a good spot for couples to come out. It's affordable. We just keep it at ten dollars for now, um, which is very reasonable. So I figure a couple can go out. $10 a ticket, you're at $20, you buy food and drinks and stay under 100 and, you know, and if you live in O'Fallon or St. Peter's or wherever, you're probably a close drive from your house and, you know, drop the kids off the babysitter, leave them home, like, hey, you know, the show's at 8.30, 8.30 to 10 roughly, you can get home at, uh, you know, by 10.30, 11, so it's a good night out for people. And I think that's the thing I enjoy about it the most is just give people an opportunity to come out have a good time. Obviously, comedy and entertainment is a way to escape from your job or your problems or anything else going on in life just for a little bit. Have have a laugh and see some comics that you've never seen before who you never know might see on TV or you've already seen on TV in the case of maybe a, a James Johan or somebody like that. So um, so that's I think that's the thing I like about it the most. Um, and like you said, I, I'm I try to keep it as professional as possible. Every detail, like the sound, the lights, I set up all that stuff. I do the marketing. I kind of just do it. The cafe helps me out a lot, but I try to just run it from from start to finish, 
um, meaning like now till you know 10 o'clock on July 17th everything and I'll admit um, I can kind of like the day of the show I can kind of be a pain in the ass especially <laughs> especially to the staff I mean I treat the staff really well but I mean I'm sure the owners will tell you I, I want everything I'm like, hey, can we kick on these ceiling fans? Hey, what about this light over? Hey, what about this table right here? And I'm just going through every single detail. So like, man, this guy will not shut up, you know? And um, I can so feel that <laughs> way though. That's how I am during, like they call it a tech rehearsal in theater. And that's yeah. how I am too. Like when we would do tech, I'm like, we need sound, we need this. That's also gonna happen with the coasters a lot. When you have like a drink that gets a lot of fluid. Sorry, Monk, we're gonna have some sound effects. It's a coaster. Boom, <laughs> there's the- I'll watch that. <laughs> no, it happens to me all the time. We were talking about a very serious thing one time on an episode and I had the coaster fall and I was like, I am so sorry. I did not mean to take away from that. But I when you when I know when you're like the pain in the ass, because again, not to be like Andy's the guy version of me, but <laughs> why I say that is production wise, we both think the same in that, you know, when even when you have like I used to when I even did like small vignettes in one act, so it was the same thing. Where people are like, wow, Molly's not that friendly right now. I'm like, I know, because this whole show is riding on me like pulling the strings here and being like, because obviously you hire great people to do what they do, but because you care about those people that you hired and you want them to have a yeah. good experience to work with you again, they're like, let's make sure, let's make sure this works. So I, I think that's actually more admirable that you're, you know, really caring as much and doing stuff, but then you probably that's... feel super relaxed at the end. So yeah, and <laughs> that's a, actually a good, re really good point that you brought up is um, that I didn't mention is, you know, I want, if I book, uh, a really good headliner even if they're local like mm -hmm. scott james is local but he's great and i want scott to want to come back and do the show you know? yeah i like having scott out and like say i've you know i've had like rafe williams and if i have somebody from out of town i want them to be like wow this is a pretty good show you know got got paid had a good time the crowd was great no is no issues um you know i was able to do my set andy put on a great production and then if I contact him a year later or something like, hey, you want to come do the show again? Mm -hmm. Probably more times than not, hopefully, it would be like, wow, yeah, that was a great time. I'd love to come back and, you know, great. And then, you know, it makes makes my job a lot easier going forward. It's like, okay, they already told me they want to come back. They had a good time where, you know, if you have a, a crappy setup or, you know, you don't have crowd control or something's out of place, you know, they might they might hesitate uh, in the future to, uh, to come back. So... Um, yeah, and even I mentioned headliners, but even just the features and guest spots, whoever it is, I want, I want everybody to have a good time. So I mentioned Scott, but also Reggie and, and Philip and whoever else I, you know, give opportunities to. So, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so I guess we, in that regard, we're both the same. We take, exactly. we take the shows really seriously. Yes. And, <laughs> and like I said, yeah, I get there early the day of the show and I'm kind of, I actually, well, the one thing I do, um, that. Maybe some people do and maybe not. Um, I actually, so we start the show at 8.30, but I usually get to the cafe around noon or one o'clock and I set up all the sound and lights and go through it all, you know, way eight hours before the show. And that way, and Sean taught me that, um, that way if, if you run into any issues, maybe a cord's busted or a light's not working or, or something, or you, the microphone doesn't work, then at least you have eight hours to fix the problem or, or call up somebody say, hey, can I borrow your microphone or, or whatever. So rather than you set up everything at seven o'clock and you're like, oh crap, you yeah. know, I'm, I show is about to start, what am I gonna do? Yeah. And then you just avoid, you just avoid any any issues down the road. So, mm -hmm. so I've just kind of tried to do that every show. Um, well, that's professional. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Now, is every show going to go according to plan? As you know, ne never. It's like, <laughs> but you, you hope four out of five times, you know, you're just going to have a show with no issues and maybe nine out of 10 times. But there's always going to be that one show that's just like either you got some hecklers in the crowd or, you know, it's just like we, we had one show in the summer. It was just like 100 degrees in that place. And I, had, I remember you telling I, me I this. booked some big dudes. Like I had um, the whole lineup was like Rafe, big dude, uh, Chris, Sear, bigger dude. The other big dude was Rich Braun and then skinny me. I'm just like, oh, it feels great in here. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my God. But it was, I, it was June or July. This was maybe 2018 or something, but okay. it was June or July. I remember it was just like a hundred degrees out one of those hot summer days in St. Louis. And, mm. and that that was one of the times like hey we need to get these fans going yeah and 
you know, get this room cooled down. And they did, but it was kind of, you know, too little, too late on that. And I mean, they had the AC on, but it's just like you put 50 people in a room like that. It's just you got to get the air flowing through there. So, but yeah. um, yeah. So, like I said, first first one back in a year. I'm gonna, you know, obviously we want it to go smoothly, but um, and you know, just try to do our best to to ensure that. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. Well, I can relate to your story because when I was in Cincinnati, I did a show that my friend, shout out to Will Bonfiglio, we wrote the show together called, Is This Really Happening Right Now? And we did it here <laughs> in St. Louis at, um, it is no longer in business, unfortunately, but it was this adorable coffee shop in uh, Shaw Neighborhood. For those of you who are familiar with the neighborhood, it was called Restituo. And this lady who ran it was very nice, was like, yeah, you can do your show. We did it for two nights. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it to Cincinnati because the OTR district, which is over the Rhine, but they call it OTR, uh, was really taking off and theater scene is really big there. So I was like, I'm going to take it back to my hometown because my family hasn't seen some of my work. And I'll invite just like some press people and stuff to come in. And I had the same thing. It was just the same layout as Rendezvous with like the brick wall and just a oh, cool. like, yeah. And the guy who ran it was called Simple Space. He was very sweet. He also had a theater background. So he put some lighting up. So we thought we were good to go. But what happened was it was the same thing that happened with like the show you had with Rafe and Chris and Rich was that the it was like 100 degrees because Cincinnati weather, <laughs> yeah. for those of you who aren't familiar, Cincinnati weather isn't different to St. Louis weather. But they're right. both Midwestern cities. It's humid as hell during the summer. And it was so hot. And it was the same thing. And I went in early. My niece was my assistant stage manager. Like, we set everything up. The chairs, like, everything was ready to go. But because it was so warm, I didn't have box fans. So luckily, the show was only 45 minutes long. But like, I was like, thanks so much for coming. Like people, like luckily I had a full bar of water and wine and stuff. So it wasn't like people were without, yeah. but it's still the worst feeling. You're like, and you're like, oh my God. And I was running around, like people were trying to talk to me. And I was like, I'm trying to put a fan on. I'm trying to do this, <laughs> but it's too little too late. Cause you're like, we're dying in here. So I'm not even a big dude per se. And I was sweating. <laughs> like it was just, it was no, so. Indeed you're not. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, oh my God. But then, yeah, then the next night, because you went through that, which happens a lot in this industry, even when you're at a high end, you got a full, things can, things can go wrong and you just have yeah. to, you can't let people see it though. Like if you had talked to like any of my family members, they would have been like, oh, she was great. She like handled it. Everything was fine. But inside I was like, man, I'm dying in here. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you try to think of there's, it's just like, you try to think of everything, but there's always, you get to the show and there's always one more thing. You're like, oh could have done this or you know oh, I'm, i forgot about this and like a lot of times i forget to to uh, put a stool on the stage and somebody would be like hey right. is there a stool up there like, shit <laughs> you know somebody and you're a like comic the that, smallest things yeah, that i usually that do you, yeah so it's there's always that's why i always tell myself there's always one more thing i just try to it's like 8 15 i'm like okay what am i missing like what did i forget you know but yeah i felt bad because like ray i just remember rafe and Chris like sweating profusely. It's like it's like man, I I wish I wish we uh, had about fifteen fans in here. It is what it is. On the flip side of that, I mean, I've done like we did a New Year's Eve show one time, and it was like you know New Year's Eve. It was literally like three degrees outside, and I'm so the and you see the weather forecast, and it's like the day before. I'm like, oh my god, nobody's gonna come to the show. It's gonna be single digits. Everybody's gonna stay at home. But luckily, we had. I think we had 30 or 35 people out, which was in, in that room is actually really good. I mean, we always want to have 45 to 50, but luckily it all worked out. And we, mm -hmm. we had a good time. We had some champagne and, and everything like that. Sounds but, like a great show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some of those shows too, even though it was New Year's, I remember I had one beer up until like uh, 11.30 or 12 at night. And then I had a glass of champagne just because I'm trying to, I'm just trying to make it sure everything's going smoothly and every, I'm making sure everybody else is having a good time and that the comics are, you know, anything they need and, you know, help the staff, make sure they're, they're doing okay. So I, I still had fun. It was New Year's Eve, but you know, I didn't, I didn't really start drinking until 12, which that's fine. Oh it's yeah. Not my, wasn't really my plan to just get drunk while during the show. I but. can't like drink or eat when I'm running a show though. <laughs> like even when I'm in a lineup for a show, like I'll maybe have like some water and stuff, maybe 
a whiskey on the rocks, but I don't push it. Like people want to, and, and I get it. Like people are like, want to buy you a shot? Like, or my friends yeah. would come and try to, and I'm just like, I really can't eat anything or do any, I just like, especially not to be like that I'm old, but now that I've gotten older, I can't yeah. have the same amount of alcohol I used to. I really don't drink a lot anymore, to be honest. So yeah. that's why I'm like, <laughs> like literally like maybe nope. when we go to Cooper. <laughs> no, I wish I, 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 I wish that wasn't the case, but you know can't do that much anymore so I, was gonna say, I think i've seen you and jimmy's liquor collection oh yeah well the bar is stocked <laughs> we're just waiting for somebody to come over and that way we can make somebody you a drink could be me. yeah that know. could be you andy because we were just saying that earlier come on over but yeah that's all jimmy because he stocked <laughs> the bar he had a barbecue um was it memorial day weekend yeah, that was, was just there. recently yeah and i was in cincinnati so he had you were at the barbecue everybody came yeah, over I was like, so i actually was like hey let me try this some of this <laughs> oh yeah so like there's beer and stuff but i don't drink beer so it's i'm it's well it's a lot of him but i do like i'll be honest i do like a mixed cocktail i don't have like a favorite drink but you know it is what it is yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't know about you but you know we we're talking about drinking during shows but i remember yeah. my first year i was stupid about like I go to an open, you know, you go to an open mic, there's 20 comics. You're like, well, I'm 18th on the list. So I, well, I got a while. Shit, I'll, start. Yeah. I'll get a drink. You get one before the show and then you get another one. And then you're four drinks deep and then you got to go on stage. <laughs> at, you know, 18, I don't know what 18 times five is off the top of my head, but you know, it's like probably two hours later and then you're going on stage and things don't quite come out as, as you anticipated. And lesson learned that was yeah. year one of comedy i was like you know i should really just stop drinking before i go on stage and don't worry andy or just i don't think you're eight. the first person no that's no, made that no not at all and i try to uh i you know i try to give i hope i don't have to give that advice to anybody but i feel like i have a time or two to the newer comics like the hey newbies. you know just like a lot of people a lot of people that um like especially smaller towns that don't go to clubs they'll be like uh, I don't know if you get this, but do you, so do you drink before you go on stage or, cause I'd have to, I'd have to get plastered before I told jokes, you know, just a common, <laughs> just your common person at, that you run into at Cooper's and St. Peter's or Troy. Or no one has ever told me that, really? but maybe it's cause I don't, I'm not very cool. I get cool. that all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> it'll be some redneck. Hey man, you probably drink a lot before you go up and tell jokes. I know I'd have to, <laughs> I'd have to drink about six i was like no actually i really don't drink at all before i go i go up i might have like a beer like if i'm sitting around for an hour but that's about it and i don't know i get that you don't ever get that nobody ever <laughs> says that to me oh. if anything i just get you just have a lot of energy you've got oh. a lot of energy and i'm like well yeah because you're gonna be watching me for 10 to 15 minutes here so <laughs> yeah man i'm gonna have a, i don't know i just some 40 year old men in baseball caps 40 and up <laughs> They're always like, you got a lot of energy. And I'm like, yes, I do. But speaking of energy, uh, before I forget this, let's show some pictures of Rendezvous and all the energy that you've been bringing. Monk, whenever you're ready, you can just throw up one of these pics and uh, we're going to dissect this a little bit. This is the new segment called Who Was Pretty at good. Rendezvous Cafe and Wine Bar with um, Andy Hamilton <laughs> in St. Louis. <laughs> I feel like when I posted this on Instagram, uh, everyone was like, this looks like the same guy, the same white guy, <laughs> except maybe, except maybe Randy. <laughs> and, then oh. the, and then there's Randy in all black with his, uh, his cap on. What do you call those hats? I don't know. Like, Anyways. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, I'll go from left to right. Randy Cash, Will O'Donnell, Rob Durham, and then myself, obviously. Uh, I forget, you know, this one might've been right before COVID actually. I want to say maybe like January of 2020 this was but really fun show um all these guys did a great job this is my first time booking randy he, he was great will is always a riot talking about quick trip and obviously <laughs> rob always puts on a great show um maybe second to scott i've probably booked rob uh the most out at rendezvous so rob durham is also from ohio just yes. fyi yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a columbus guy right yeah um mm -hmm. and you can see the background so. sorry of, rob if that's incorrect they, but... they actually got some uh like when you walk in they got this is all painting in the background but uh, the place looks really nice so um i don't know that's picture number one so. that's picture number one all right <laughs> so who I, else I was at rendezvous cafe that you've Oh, hey. oh, look okay. at these players <laughs> over here. I love it. It's a sharp contrast from the previous picture. <laughs> but 
Again, all, I like all these guys. Um, Who doesn't? These are my favorite people. Larry in this photo. Green. Nothing against the, people in the other photo. <laughs> Larry Green on the left, uh, and then me in the middle, and then we got uh, Duke Taylor who headlined that show, and then JB on the right, and kind of the same as Randy. It was my first time booking JB. Just um, again, just one of those shows. Like, man, you know, this guy's a year in, maybe year and a half in. Give him a spot, and you know. And, you know, I'm never going to book anybody who I don't think, who I'm not confident in. Um, so I always book somebody, set them up for success, basically. And so Randy did a good job with his spot. JB crushed. He's, um, he just keeps getting better. So that was, that was a fun show. That might have been, that was probably two summers ago, I think. I want to say that was maybe a June or July show. Were you wearing the same shirt in the other photo? Was I? Here, no. can we go back to the other photo for a hot second? No, that's a, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> You might have caught on. I wear a lot of these. Uh, That's what I tees. mean. I'm like, yeah. this is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a softball tee. I was about to say, you got a lot of softball tees. They're just different colors. I think I got rid of. I gave that shirt to Goodwill. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> I just moved recently, as you know. But this is my Ozzy Smith softball tee. All right, changing like it up. That. And also, Larry and JB have both been on the Casually Molly podcast, and Will O'Donnell in the other photo has been too. So you've, you've got had, a lot of casual all, so, guests on uh, your shows. Yeah, that was a really fun show. Uh, I'm pretty, if I remember right, we had a packed house, sold out show for that one. So oh, I mean, I don't blame. I mean, Duke Duke Taylor as a headliner. Have not asked yeah. him to be on this podcast, <laughs> yes, but I should. But I recently saw him headline at the Funny Bone, and he was. I mean, he's always fantastic, but. Duke is one of those people where his energy, like, and his personality and his material, it just never gets old. Like, yeah. that Sonic bit is always going to be my favorite. Absolutely. There's another picture, too, that should be there just to give people who are watching an idea of what Rendezvous looks like. Yeah, there, there we go. go. There's, is that Rob? Yep, that's yeah, Rob I thought Durham. so. Mm -hmm. um, so that's basically the, you know, the stage, obviously. I probably don't need to point that out. <laughs> but... <laughs> Just so um, anybody knows, uh, Theater FYI, <laughs> that is a stage, uh, but Theater it gives 101. You, it gives you a good idea of kind of how the setup of the room, the crowd, and um, this is a great shot. Everybody's attentive. Rob obviously knows how to reel them in, reel them <laughs> in and get everybody's attention, and I'm, I'm sure he's about to deliver a really funny line in that picture, but yeah. Um, so yeah, these are great shows when you just got the, the tables closer together and you don't have to worry about contracting diseases like right. COVID and other things and so um and I think I think that's the best way you kind of it might sound weird to somebody that's not familiar with with comedy shows but you kind of do want everybody like close together you don't want pockets of tables and you don't want them spaced apart so uh laughter is contagious I think the way the way I've learned to set up the room is you know you don't want everybody's elbows touching obviously but you want it everybody's kind of packed in and, and having a good time and, and it makes it easy for the staff too so i love making friends at shows i've made a few friends <laughs> i went to see uh nikki glazer at the funny bone uh for one of her stray dog rescue fundraisers oh, yeah. and i mean obviously it was sold out and so uh the guy that was working the door he was like we're sold out i'm so sorry like you're gonna be on top of people i was like eh, it's fine <laughs> like i was like i brought some of my girlfriends with me and then we became friends with the people that were sitting in front of us they were like it's our first time seeing nikki live and my one friend was like it's my first time too <laughs> and then it was so fun i kind of i kind of miss that like vibe of being on top i know it yeah. sounds like weird because i normally love my personal space but it was kind of cool to bond with somebody over a show i'm sure we'll get yeah. back to that mm -hmm. um we're almost there um i don't know is the funny bone 100 capacity right now Maybe. you know i'm not i'm not I, really sure of anybody's <laughs> uh policies right now i, I was, which i know sounds terrible i'm trying to do the best i can i'm vaccinated and you know i've been supporting the funny bone helium i've been trying everything so hopefully and i was going to uh, mention um <laughs> you know joe lennig right yeah you should he's got some great uh when he's the doorman which he's been working he was the forever. joe was the person that was like we're sold out i was like it's he's cool. got some <laughs> really he actually has some really good stories about seating people at sold out shows seating him behind like pillars and posts and <laughs> you should ask him about that sometime well, as somebody funny. again in theater a lot of times what you do just to go see shows for free is you put yourself to work and you're an usher and that happens a lot where you'll have a sold out show which by the okay i was just talking about this the other day i don't understand if a show is sold out like 
It's sold out. Like there's not going to be a seat that just magically appears. I don't care how many shows you've seen at this venue. If you were buying something the day of and you didn't plan ahead, I'm sorry, I'm like casually getting back to casually salty like we were. I am so <laughs> salty about this. And so, of course, like the only thing that'll open up is having a seat behind a post or something because that's where no one wants to sit. So then people get sat there because that's the only option. They're like, well, this sucks because I don't have... A play, I don't know, but that, that's my whole <laughs> rant. Um, just follow me at the Casually Molly podcast if you would like to rant about people who just show up. Um, I also work in hospitality. I used to work at a hotel and <laughs> there were people who would try to show up on a sold out night to a hotel and that anger transferred over to them. But <laughs> not to talk about me, what were you saying, Andy? Back to you and your feelings. Oh no, I <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying Joe had some, he's told me some pretty, Joe has some good stories in general, but him working the door at the Funny Bone uh, for the past several years, probably the past 10 years for all I know. Mm -hmm. Just some good stories about, hey, this show's sold out. Someone's like, I don't care. Uh, it's like, why put you behind that post right there? There's a chair. Like, yeah, I don't care. I just want to listen to the to the comedy. Like, okay. And for, for a bigger name headliner. Like, I oh, want that. Well, I can, I can, he goes, you can sit on her, uh, you can sit on his lap if you got a couple. <laughs> okay, we, we just want to see the show. We don't care. It's an hour and a half show. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> see, that is the experience I needed, but I did so not have that. Sometimes awesome. people really want to come to the show and just get them a seat. It doesn't matter if it's in the corner of the room or wherever. And uh, so Joe has some good stories about that. If you're uh, if you ever catch him at the funny bone or uh, or backstage? Maybe he'll yeah. come on this podcast. He, that, you know, he'd be a really good guest. Actually. I would I love wanna, to have him. As I don't want to sit here and make recommendations. But, yeah, <laughs> no. You're the booker, but uh, no, I would actually love that. You know, I just have to have. You know, just don't reject me, Joe. Come on the <laughs> podcast. That's all I'm asking. No, I didn't mean to go on a rant, but that actually sounds. I did that for. Um, Oh God, what's his name? The guy who hosts Cash Cab, Ben Bailey. Oh, he came cool. to the Funny Bone and I bought a ticket and jo it happened with Joe again. He was like, we're sold out, but you have a ticket, obviously. The only seat, it was like right where the comics usually sit when you're hosting, you've got the list there and everything. Yeah. That table was available. And he was like, do you mind? I was like, yeah, of course, I don't care. Well, then I had this very interesting man who <laughs> he travels all over the world loves comedy and was like, I'm staying over at the hotel that's right next to the Funny Bone. You know that hotel? Oh, Is the it the Sher Sheridan? Sheridan yeah. yeah. And he just goes, um, and I was I was waiting for Jimmy because he was like talking to somebody. So he was like, yeah, tell me a little bit about it. And this is when I was first starting comedy, really, and first going to the Funny Bone. Right. And, you know, I just told him all the people I liked. And he had such a knowledge of all the comedians that he liked. And he wow. even knew podcasts and stuff. And I was like, wow, like, that's, again, being sold out. I, I mean, yeah, I got crunched against this guy, but he was like, I mean, yeah, he was just like this really interesting 75-year-old. He was Italian too, hey, so he like yeah, knew yeah. the language. He like knew where I studied abroad in Italy. Like, he was just so interesting. And then we gave each other a hug after like the show. I was like, well, thank you, and you know me. I'm like, thanks so much for talking to me. And he's like, oh, thank you for talking to me. And I never saw him again, but say, if it wasn't for going to the funny bone, like maybe he had social media or something. Man, I should have 75 done 75 year old guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And he was also like very gracious and very nice. Like he, he was not like a creepy person. You know, yeah. I think he was just very much like this moment happened. We had a lovely conversation <laughs> and he turned to Jimmy. He's like, you have a lovely lady here. And of course, Jimmy's like, I know. I'm like, oh, but you know, it, it's it going to really be cool. me at 75. <laughs> Like just go, I probably just going to shows by myself and getting ice cream. Like you guys are great. Thanks for hanging out with me. And then go back to my, go back to the Sheridan and hang out at the bar. I don't know. I think those are, I think we just found out our 75 year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> just like going to comedy shows, staying yeah. at hotels, like the Sheridan. Wouldn't that be and... something if I'm 75 on stage telling jokes still? Do you think you'd be that old telling jokes? Well, look at Jim, Jim the dad, Keith. That's, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how, how old he is, but he's, he's, and he's a riot too. So, um, I don't know. How would we describe Jim the dad, Keith, for people who aren't familiar with him? Uh, <laughs> I'll let you, because I've been doing a lot of talking on this episode. So. Rough, vulgar, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a nice guy on stage. He's, uh, he covers it all, talks about his wife. He, I mean, he's hilarious. He's been doing comedy 
to my knowledge, for past 30 years or so. Um, and uh, if you ever get a chance to catch him, definitely check out Jim the Dad. You can probably catch him. Uh, I think his favorite club now is probably Backdoor Comedy. But oh, well, because he, he gets on stage there. I catch him at an open mic there. And, and Michael <laughs> Michael loves him too. So Well, because he's so, for those of you who have never met him or aren't in St. Louis, like, Obviously, he's not letting me like head to lining shows or doing guest sets, but it's just one of those characters in life where he's not a bad person. He's just crazy. Like <laughs> he comes in with a big walking stick at the last one to get himself oh. up to the stage. And he's yeah. like his his favorite joke. It's like very much a dad old person joke. He's just like. Because I, I remember I asked him before I got on stage once. I was like, Jim, how are you doing? He's like, I'm awful. I'm married. Like, that's just, <laughs> like, it's different. That's, like, that's his persona, though. And then, like, sometimes he brings these props. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, he's a kind of a prop comic, but not, could be, could not be. Bring a couple props. And, uh, yeah, and then he just, yeah, sometimes goes off the rails with these props. I don't know. But yeah. he's a... Uh, Inter very entertaining. I, don't I was know about how to, to say, a comedian going off the rails. Nothing, uh, <laughs> yeah. nothing new we haven't seen before. So you can catch that every week, right? <laughs> but oh man, I, I was gonna say, uh, what do you think of Ben Bailey when you went? I had so well. So I grew up watching Cash Cab with my dad. Yeah, and so <laughs> I had. I always loved Ben Bailey. I, I think it was more of a like a nostalgia thing for me to go and so i remember when the funny bone said they were you know it was a special event mm -hmm. that they always call it so or special one of those special engagement special yeah. engagement thank you i was thinking of the word i was like oh my god and of course i was like i gotta get tickets right away and i was like if anybody wants to go i got jimmy to go i was so excited and it was hilarious because he ended up doing a bunch of crowd work because <laughs> This crazy okay. group of ladies are in the front. And it was also another warm day in St. Louis. And so not that there wasn't air in the funny bone. It's just, you know, it's hot outside. You're going to get a little. You And when you have so many people in one room, um, you know, especially this was like maybe three years ago. So this mm -hmm. is very much pre-COVID. Everybody was on top of each other. This lady was fanning herself or whatever. And I, I can't remember how exactly this happened, but these women were talking to him and Ben handled it so well. He was talking back to them. And then she's like, look at my fan. And so he didn't know what to do. He just like took the fan and he just goes, guys, what's happening right now? Like, <laughs> what? What's going on? And he goes, I'm holding a picture of two kids that I don't know. This is getting weird. What is that? Like the whole room was dying because of how like well he was handling it. And he just, he wasn't rude. Exactly, exactly how you should handle hecklers. We talked mm -hmm. about this with JC Zavala on his episode. And this lady goes, I don't know who those kids are either. <laughs> and like we were like, is it your grandchildren? She's like, I don't know. It's just a picture. I got it out of a magazine and I laminated. What? Wild story. But she turned these. I don't know. It was very strange. <laughs> that, I, well, yeah, I didn't get that experience. But I was gonna say his stand-up was surprisingly. Oh good, yeah, the stand-up so. was also great. Because I'm like, that. oh, you know, I, like you, I like I like Cash Cab. This be pretty cool. And I met him at the bar before the show. He's like, oh, what, are you a comic? I'm like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't want to bother him. I was like, yeah, I'm just a uh, St. Louis comic. I'm Andy. He's like, hey, nice to meet you, man. And he just bullshitted for a minute. And then this, and then this was like five minutes before the show. So. He goes in the showroom, and I wasn't sure what to expect. I just thought it'd be cool to see Ben Bailey from Cash Cab. And then he started telling jokes. I was laughing, like, the whole 45 minutes or whatever. And I was like, wow, this guy's actually really – because, you know, you get celebrities from time to time at the at clubs, and it's just people want to see him because they're a celebrity. And I thought maybe he'd be the same way. But it's like, this guy is actually – he's a comedian. Like, he's really good. Mm -hmm. So if you guys ever get a chance to check out Ben Bailey, I would, I would highly recommend um, – I don't, yeah, I don't remember him doing any crowd work. He was just kind of talking about uh, people mistake him for Mike Rowe. And <laughs> he had a great bit about windbreakers. I don't know if he did that at the show that you were at. He probably did. I don't remember. Oh, it was, it was just basically it made fun of the fact that, like, windbreakers aren't really the best jacket to wear it's just like because they're so thin so you're oh. you're not really warm i'm not doing it justice obviously but it's a great great bit it's just it may, i guess just because i had the ladies i had there that night and it only lasted for a few seconds but just the impact of him seeing it's just like <laughs> when you see a good comedian 
handle people so well like that. You're yeah. like, what a memorable, what a me and then of course, but I do remember laughing the whole time, but he ended on this windbreaker bit. And I just was like, that is so good. Cause it is like, what is the point of windbreakers? That's basically what it was about. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed him. And I actually talked to him afterwards as well. Like I was just like, good job. And he's like, thank you so much <laughs> for coming. And you could, I don't know. Ben Bailey just seems like a very genuine person. So yeah. I can understand. It was a good experience to Isn't have. Isn't it weird too? It's like, you could go to a show, you could see like a Ben Bailey and there'll be, I mean, some headliners are really personable and they want to talk to everybody after the show. And then other headliners are just like, get done with the show. And maybe there's, and they could just be having a bad day or something or whatever, but, or tired, but. They just don't want to talk to anybody or uh, they just want to go back to the green room. And I, I mean, I get that, but I, I, I like just talking to people after the show, um, whether I'm performing or just go up to watch a show on a, on a Friday night or something. So and I'm sure that you're the same way, but mm -hmm. yeah, Ben Bailey, super down to earth and um, kind of drawing a blank. I'm sure there's a lot of others, but um, I'm trying to think who else. April Macy was really nice too. Oh yeah, I remember she was sweet. Yeah, yeah, I because I went and bought. I should have worn it tonight. I bought Joe this. Joe Mackey. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's actually a Sam lot Morrell, of really great. Actually, yeah. Yeah, but. and the, I don't know. I, I'm what I'm so happy about, and that's why I want everybody who's watching this or tuning in. If you, I mean, obviously we have a lot of comedians that listen to this, but even people who are fans of comedy, like keep these clubs alive and going. Um, we really love having live comedy and having people have an avenue to see something, which leads right back into Rendezvous Cafe. Yeah. Uh, you know, Andy, you know, is having a live show and showing, yes, like he's had other headliners from different places or features, but what's great is that we're able to showcase the talent here in St. Louis, uh, like especially like Scott James, Reggie Edwards, Phil Cornell coming up on the show. Um, it's great to showcase talented comedians like that, especially um, for people who maybe don't have access to it. If you're not going to a big theater or a big club right now, uh, you can see it just in a small venue, just like Rendezvous Cafe, and you get to support locally as well, which, oh my God, Monk, it's like you're a professional or something. <laughs> I want to be like, pull up this it. flyer again. Up, oh, Vanna White, here we go. Yes. I'm so sorry if people are listening in audio. Effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, just uh, sub casually subscribe on YouTube if you want to look cool, at the flyer though. or just follow us at Casually Molly or at Andy Hamilton Comedy. Either one is fine. At Andy Hamilton Comedy. The, I think, yeah, the Facebook was at the bottom of the poster. Um, O'Fallon Out Loud or Facebook.com forward slash O'Fallon Out Loud. Yeah. If you wanna, or I'm sure you could just search O'Fallon Out Loud too. Yeah. Anything. And we'll make sure when we share this episode too. Uh, yeah. We'll make sure that we put all the links in, so that way this sold this, this show is and sold out. Tickets are only ten dollars too. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that. So. And don't worry, Andy's going to bring all the fans. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. He's going to be there eight hours if, before. <laughs> well, you know, it's just like anything you 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 learn from. Like I'm sure you've produced a bunch of shows, and you kind of learn every time you price something, every time you produce something. So that one is just like okay. If I'm going to do a show in July, I'm going to be prepared. It could be 100 degrees, cool down the room. And so, yes, we will be prepared. We'll definitely have some ice cold drinks for sure. So yeah. it'll be okay. Even if you want my favorite cocktail, water on ice, it's going to be there. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Uh, well, Andy, before we end our episode, first of all, thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what we always say, what casual advice would you give uh maybe to yourself that you know now or um, not maybe it could do with anything that's <laughs> what i meant like what would you do that you know now oh wait are you talking about casual advice i would give myself in the past or now what do you mean? well so like <laughs> anything <laughs> this is, i didn't really phrase that. it that well i'm sorry you probably did i just wasn't listening it's a monday i'm exhausted <laughs> so here's the deal but thank you very much for people that are listening uh, whenever day you're listening to this morning <laughs> evening night on your way to the grocery store on the way to work uh wherever gratefully appreciate it uh, no matter how tired you are thank you for sticking out um you heard it here first but the uh <laughs> the the uh question I was asking was what casual advice would you give to yourself now that you've learned like, or you should have given to yourself wow Andy I'm not really doing a good job I think I get what you're I think I get what you're saying yes um <laughs> do you though you know well I'm just gonna keep it pretty general because it's just you're okay because I was when you first said it, I was thinking back to when I started and maybe I was kind of thinking about other comics that are maybe starting out mm -hmm. and 
So I think the best advice that And that's I, what I meant. Yeah. So I think the, the best advice that I can give to my old self and other comics that are starting out is just don't give up. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just yeah. be persistent. Um, we you know, when I started comedy, my first year was horrible. You can ask you can ask a lot of people <laughs> still and I'm still, you know, getting better. I'm like year six now, so um, and I've I've grown a lot and I've gotten a lot better year to year, which I'm happy about that. But um, it's easy. I think looking back at my first year, I mean, I wanted I wanted to quit because I wasn't getting anywhere and I didn't know um, I didn't know how to like write a joke and relate to an audience and be comfortable on the stage. And I'm, you know, still learning all that. So, but so I think it can be frustrating, and we we still get frustrated. Like we. We have bad shows from time to time, so. Um, but I think your first couple of years in comedy and really any entertainment, maybe music too, it's easy to get down on yourself. And say, man, I'm not getting anywhere. Like I'm not progressing. I'm not getting booked. Just like what, you know, what am I? Getting? And so it's easy to give up. But um, so that's be my advice: just stick with it. If it's something you want to do, don't give up. I like that. Yeah. And I think that's a good like reminder especially even when you're kind of like how long have you been doing comedy now sorry you're um, okay. <laughs> i think i'm like about six and a half years i mean you can take 2020 factor that <laughs> in how you want <laughs> so, right because i i mean i started in 20 like late 2014 so and then yeah obviously none of us really got a lot accomplished in 2020 but that's fine so we're in 2021 i'm coming yeah probably coming up on close to seven years seven years in the in the fall yeah so, but um yeah i just remember my first year year and a half was pretty um it wasn't fun <laughs> and comedy and that's the thing comedy is supposed to be fun so um if you're start if you're starting out comedy or you're looking to start just have fun and enjoy the process and i wish i would have done that my first couple years in comedy is just enjoy the journey more and just yeah. kind of be now like i think now I'm more present, just show to show and even mic to mic and just not really think too far ahead. It's easy to think far ahead because you're like, well, I'm going to be at Rendezvous July 17th and that's that's a month away and you're, th you're thinking about that, but you still want to concentrate on stuff you have today or tomorrow or this week, whether it's a show or a mic. So um, I think that's the best advice I can give to people. And I think for me, everything just kind of, I got lucky. I mean, everything kind of fell into place. It was... I was about a year in and I was really frustrated and fortunately I got a couple breaks and I, it's hard to say, but who knows if I didn't get those breaks, maybe I wouldn't be sitting here today with, with you on this podcast, but luckily <laughs> I started, I'm serious though. Um, but I told you in January of 2016, um, shortly after my, I was about a, a little over a year in and Sean approached me to start this show. and the same time I started an open mic at Parrot's Bar in St. Peter's and I started getting booked. I started writing better and started getting booked and I was like, wow, you know, everything's kind of, you know, falling into place for me. And it's kind of funny how life works like that. So, but if yeah. you just stay positive and don't give up, good things will happen. So I think, I think that's yeah. what my whole point of that that little rant there no i went on a, again a, yours is a more positive i went on a rant about how i feel like people are annoying because they show up last minute i just don't like things done last oh, minute I never have never will i'm sorry if that offends some people but it's just not for me that's why i have a color coded plan out planner and i'm a psycho but <laughs> i uh just about for good things making sure the good things happen to good people but i i i think a lot of it too for those of you who don't know andy personally andy and i have done you and I have done quite a lot of shows together. Yeah. We've been uh, together at Backdoor. We do a lot of mics together. Uh, Andy, I don't know. I just feel like I get work with Andy a lot. If I'm Andy's on a show, I'm probably going to be on a show with him. And I am not upset about that ever we, at all. Yeah, we do, we do get along very well. We have the yeah. same mindset when it comes yes. to production. As I um, said, I was like guy version. Of I think production-wise, you're yeah. you're very passionate person. I would say and. That um, was very polite, and I appreciate it. He's well, a very passionate person. I would say, <laughs> you know, sometimes I can wear my heart on my sleeve, and, you know, that might get me in trouble sometimes. But um, 
I feel like maybe you're you're a little similar. Yeah, in that I am. Too, so I'll own that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I can because I can be very passionate, you know, um, especially about productions and shows that I'm mm-hmm. involved in. So so sometimes yeah, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm a little too. But overall, you know, most people would probably describe me as pretty like laid back. I don't get too yeah. You know, <laughs> well, that's over, what I like about animated. you, Andy, is like, yes, like you talked about don't give up and all this. But I know why you get hired a lot is not not just because of all the A, B and C's that you listed. Um, you're always very easy to work with and you're always very well, nice you. to people. Well, and I, I say that and I feel like when people hear the word nice, they consider that a weakness. But there maybe you're just like a, a professional, like you don't give you're not dramatic. You don't cause any chaos. You're not like. I need this, this, and this, and I need, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's like, you know, I'm going to put Andy on a show. It's going to go smoothly and it's going to go well. Or if Andy's putting on a show, I'm like, oh, good. We're getting a good product. So I hope so. Yeah. So, I mean, not to like make this senti- casually sentimental here. Cas- but casually there we go. sentimental. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, two good friends. We're talking yeah. about what we like to do and we're podcasting. But yeah. now I get what you're saying. I mean, to be honest, I get that a lot and people be like, oh, you're st- like people introduce me on stage, like he's one of the nicest guys in this comedy scene. And sometimes, like sometimes, I don't want to be known as that because, you know, um, like I mean, I don't know. Being nice sometimes gets you as a guy. It doesn't really help. You know, where I'm going, going with that. But, but women like that. You, like he yeah. is so nice, and he's like, kind yeah, of it only gets you so far. <laughs> but so, but as as far as comedy and all that goes, I mean, I just try to treat everybody with respect and whether you're day one or or year year 10 and um if, like if a new comic asks me a question try to be polite and you know people have, like audience members too after the show before the show the staff the club owners the other comics just i, I don't know that's how i was raised so that's how i've always been for 34 years of my life just try to be nice to everybody um you know and treat everybody how you want to be treated as the old saying goes yeah yeah just stay honestly <laughs> for me at least and not, not that anybody asked me about advice here and i'm probably in no position to give it but just for anything in life this has nothing to do with comedy well kind of i don't know well anyway take it take it for what you will i feel like and this is what you do really well it's just like stay in your lane like don't get in the drama don't like you always yeah. stay in your lane. You never cause anybody any harm. You just are like, all right, I'm here to do my mic. I'm here to do my show, and that's it. You know. Yeah. Unless I, you, uh, unless there's a side of me. <laughs> I, I think seen after yet. I was in comedy for a little while, I just kind of learned to, um, like if you know if it doesn't concern me, I don't really even because you're always going to be. There is a little bit of drama from time to time in the STL comedy scene as. <laughs> we know but people listening may not know and so i just don't really concern myself and that doesn't even just go for st louis i feel like it's anywhere and (laughs) anything but i I mean i was a theater major there was a lot of drama in that i just try not to concern myself with things that that don't affect me i mean if people want to bicker about you know their personal things then that's fine but i'm not gonna really get involved and as you know the rumors fly sometimes and they said this about you and this and that and like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm just doing me. I'm just, and I tell them, I'm, I'm just here to do comedy. I don't really care about anything else. That's why I just, I conversate and socialize with people and, and that's fun. And hang, we all like to hang out at the bar and all that. Yeah. But, um, I try not to, I've done it before. I did it in my younger years. I will admit, um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't do it, but you know, talk, talking shit on people that maybe that you don't like in comedy or whatever, but I just try to take more of a positive approach nowadays, um, especially over the past couple of years. Just like it's like, hey, you know, not not a huge fan of this person, but you know, they're they're doing what they're supposed right. to do. They're trying they're to just doing their they're thing. working, they're trying to be funny, and I respect that. So yeah, um, just try not to shit on people, basically. So. Like uh, I was listening. Do you ever have you ever listened to Whitney Cummings' podcast at all? Uh, I think good for you. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's, it's a really good. Po- I've always loved Whitney Cummings, but I, I, so when she had a podcast, I was like, yes, like this is great. And since I work nine to six every day, I always listen to a bunch of podcasts. But um, this is was a little bit earlier on when she first started. She had a great interview with Dave Grohl, who oh, cool. I just adore. I love Dave, and I was like, 
I never knew. I was like, wow. Um, I never knew that I was going to relate to Dave Grohl as much as I did until I listened <laughs> to this episode. And why I bring this up, he was like, you know, people always say, like, I'm nice to people. And he's like, and I like that. Like, I like being nice to other people. And I was like, you know, I feel that because I, I feel the same way you do. And I know you're like, I'm a guy. But sometimes I feel like, and this is what I was mentioning earlier, sometimes people are like, oh, you're really nice. And maybe they think that's a weakness. But I almost feel like that's a compliment to the person that I'm with. Like, I want to be kind to you. And I would be, because I really like yeah. you. Like, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm always nice to you, Andy, and to you, Monk. I love you too. So I, 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 do, <laughs> I do like it when people say that, like, oh, man, you're such a nice guy and you're, and I hope, you know, I hope I come across as like genuine. And I'm sure people earth. watching or listening to this will be like, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to come to that show happening but July 17th. I, I, hope, I hope people <laughs> say I'm nice and genuine and relatable and down to earth and all that. But um, yeah, and I don't, um, you know, and I think you told me a few months back, you gave me some good advice. You said, don't change. And I'm trying, so I tried not to change. So yeah and don't told me change. keep being nice so, yeah keep being I was nice. like i'm tired of being a nice guy like so <laughs> sometimes it's just like you're you know well people take advantage of that or they're or that's just the way they're wired or whatever and so you're like oh i'm tired of being nice so nice to people and um, Andy, I feel like that literally every day. I work in customer <laughs> service. Do you know how many people but, I want to pop a top on? But I, I mean, can't. Please. I can't help. <laughs> like that's just. I don't know. That's just who I am. And like I said, I I've agree. always, I've always been like that. And you know, sometimes it's just like, like people tell me that. Some people like Charles. Uh, what's his name? Charles Pruitt. Yeah. Uh, the, he goes by Black, Black Charles. Charles. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, can I call you Black Charles? Is that <laughs> well, he asked me to. He was like, do you mind bringing me up as Black Charles? So we were... shout out to Black Charles, <laughs> a.k.a. Charles Pruitt. We love you. Black Charles. <laughs> um, I like that everybody can call him Black Charles. Um, well, he, I was I like... say, again, he gave me permission to do that. A little bit different. No, I, was just, <laughs> I was. Well, we were at that mic early last week. I was like, and I was just bored at more than trying to be nice. Like, hey, man, do you need help setting up? He's like, stop being so nice, Andy. I know. <laughs> just joking around with me. But I'm like, I'm, I'm a bad dude. But that was fun. And, yeah. Uh, so wing it Wednesday. Yeah. Wing it Wednesday. Shout mm -hmm. out to that. So Charles does a good job. So. Yeah, there's so many, which speaking of, if you're in the area, uh, in St. Louis area, or you ever travel into St. Louis and you want to try out some open mics or look up some shows, go to uh, stlouiscomedy.com, the St. Louis Independent Comedy pages, which speaking of, you know, Andy was saying, don't give up and work hard. And now he's got this showcase. I've only been doing comedy for about, yeah, five years now in March. I just realized that. Uh, and... It was the same thing for me too. When I first started out, I always had, everybody's like, you have really good stage presence and you're really nice, but I was a really fast talker. Like, I, and I, I think a lot of that was because of, I mean, I still am on this podcast, but um, a lot of that was just because my life was so fast paced. So that comes out like, and when you're doing, uh, when you're doing something that's more of a monologue, I would feel like oh, I'm talking to people. So I'd be like, boom, 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 boom. Like I would. And I was like, I don't know. Like there were many times where I would cry after sets and stuff. Really? and be, Oh yeah. Cause wow. I'd be like, wow, like I suck. Like, is this going to be <laughs> any good? And now I feel so much more confident in my, and now I'm helping run St. Louis independent comedy. And I'm not saying like, wow, look at a success story here. I have so much to learn, but like, I don't know. I just was like, I'm so glad I didn't give up because I wouldn't have this cool network of people and I yeah. wouldn't have this podcast. It's like, you wouldn't have your O'Fallon out loud and <laughs> Sean Arredondo's advice. Like, yeah. so if anything, we, Hey, look at, <laughs> us. Look at us moving up. In the... Well, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you meet, that's, it's cool that you, and if you stick with it, not only will you be funnier and more successful, you meet so many different people too, so which we don't really, talk about enough probably as a comedy community but yeah just networking and stuff well because this industry mm -hmm. a lot is based on oh, i shouldn't say this is gonna now this is gonna sound uh -oh. super jaded <laughs> but this industry not just comedy but being in theater and when you go to different places sometimes a lot of it is very surface value and it's all about like well i know this person and this person and this person but yeah. what i have found that's really awesome is that you know as somebody who's in st louis i don't have any family here like i literally have my boyfriend and my friends and like that's really it 
And so my comedy family, though, has really we're, been... We're your family. We're your, you're my family, Andy. You didn't know, but... Uh, now I know. You're the... Casually sentimental. Oh, my God. This really wow. did turn into casually sentimental. <laughs> we're, people are going to be like, is this episode over yet? We're actually going to turn this off. You would, th- you would think we're, off. like, dr- we're drinking and we're drunk. We're like, we, no. we love, we're at the bar. We love Not you. at all. You had... I, I'm, I'm sorry. drinking Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. And I had ice water. So, like... But, well, this is great. Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about where we can find you on social media again and uh, uh, anything sure. else you might want to let us know before we head out of here. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Andy Hamilton Comedy. There it is. Um, I'm sure you can just yeah search Andy <laughs> Hamilton Comedy. Um, so please follow me on there. I'm trying to post more, I'm trying to post more content as far as like clips of jokes and give people an idea of because people always ask about your style of comedy and what do you talk about? What's your style? Well, you can go to Andy <laughs> Hamilton Comedy and check out my style and check out my shows that are coming up and stuff I've done in the past. You can also check out um, O'Fallon Out Loud has an Instagram page. We also have a Facebook page. So you can follow both of those for all the upcoming shows. And uh, of course, we try to post pictures of of the, all the fun we're having. Um, I guess that's really about it. If you want to add me on Facebook, you can. I don't care. Um, I, I got like, I'd add people on there too. Um, that's about it, I guess. Yeah, there you <laughs> Just go. July 17th, get your tickets. Rendezvous cap, there's, there's the poster. It's like again, oh, mom, yes. <laughs> I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm starting, I'm sure as I get close to the show, I'll be really excited because like I said, this is the first show I've done in a year, uh, at rendezvous and, and I know I know the owners were really excited about this. They've been kind of, we've been in communication for the past, really since January. And I've been waiting and holding off and holding off. And I felt like this was the right time to do it. So I'm excited. Sounds good. Well, I'm excited to attend. Uh, If anybody wants to be my plus one on July 17th, let me know. We're going to go see a show together. Um, I think, I hope, hopefully I don't have a show, but we'll find out. But the, uh, I'll look at my color coded planner. But in the meantime, you can also follow at the Casually Molly podcast. Thank you for everybody listening and participating in the episodes every other week, sometimes weekly, depending on our holiday schedules that we have going on. Uh, Just remember, Casually Molly has a Facebook page, a YouTube page. You can listen on all audio streaming services. I've been pretty good about connecting everything with everyone. Um, And also, I always forget to say this, if you'd like to rate the podcast on Apple Apple Podcast, iTunes, uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, You know, which which people you liked listening to. Uh, Sometimes we have repeat guests come back, like Andy Hamm. Hamilton because we always get good reviews about Andy. Uh, but I always say, Andy, now that our episode is over, what are you going to casually do now? I'm going I'm to casually do some laundry. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> um, you know, actually, I got to get some food and there's there's a possibility I might swing by Cooper's, but um, we'll see. Hey. We've the- really given, been giving them some plugs, but yeah. that's our spot in St. Peter's. Missouri, it is our spot so. in St. Peter's. Monk, what are you going to casually do now now that this episode is over? Can you Sorry, I had to turn on the mic there. You're fine. Um, actually, it is my birthday at midnight. So um, I'm probably going to be doing laundry as well. What? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. I know Happy I've birthday. been referencing uh, Monk a Thank little bit. You. Monk, where can we find your music for people? Monk is also very technically savvy, but he's a great musician. Where can we find your stuff? Uh, you can find me. You could just Google M-O-N-K-H. That is how you spell my name, M-O-N-K-H, Monk. Um, and you'll be able to find me on all streaming platforms, the Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, uh, YouTube, Amazon, all the good things there. So yeah, just uh, look me up and I'll be there just uh, going, hey, how you doing? (laughs) I love it. Sorry to put you on the spot. We'll have to just do a full episode with you. So just get ready to get booked next month. I'm down. Thank you. All right. Down with it. Bye, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Okay.